MyBookie, the industry-leading website for all your betting needs. With their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you can bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even have to win. They just need to cover the spread. Or, if you know your team sucks, do yourself a favor, bet against them. If they lose, you'll make money. If they win, you'll still be happy. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus for the last time this year. Use promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. We're also brought to you by SeatGeek. Football is here, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code ODDS ODDS today. That's promo code ODDS for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. Producer Tate Frazier is here. What's up, Tate? Hey, how's it going, Sal? Excited for this week. Big show. It is a big show. We're we're, uh, recording this during Game 2 of the World Series. Right now, I think it's top of second, no score. Must win for the Astros. Must win. Uh, And that's not it. Big show today. We have uh, Later, we're going to talk to Lenny Dykstra. Lenny, of course, a gambler in his own right. Center fielder for that great 1986 World Championship Mets team. My favorite team of uh, all time. Not even close. Tell you what, who's your favorite team of all time? Uh, 2005 UNC basketball team. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have you gotten to meet or talk to any of those guys? I, I met Rashad McCants uh, not too long ago, a couple months ago. What was that like? What happened? Uh, he told me that I was the worst and that he hated North Carolina. So, you know. You were the worst? <laughs> What does that mean? You're the why? I don't know. I guess because I went there, I was complicit in you know all the problems he had at the school. But uh, oh, otherwise, you know. It's, oh, it's, I see. I, 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 I still love him. You know. I mean, you are the worst. I just don't know how he would know that. <laughs> I, I was confused. He obviously had talked to some people. Who else is on that team? Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton. Marvin Sean Williams. May. Jackie Manuel. Melvin Scott. Wow. Wow. All right. We're gonna get a Sean lot of May household on. names there. <laughs> Went on to do great things. Uh, all right. So like I said, Lenny Dykstra is on later. I actually spoke with Lenny on Monday before the series started. He had some thoughts on the series. Um, he had some other thoughts that uh, may or may not have made the final cut, but uh, very entertaining, and you'll hear that later. Lots to discuss today. Real pro football props. We'll run through another Captain Morgan make-believe prop. Uh, we'll read from the mailbag. And then Sharp Tank, the most popular podcast segment in America. Only took like six weeks to get there, and all of a sudden, shot to number one. Unbelievable. Let me introduce a few friends of mine, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifectas here. What's up, guys? What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? 
This would have uh, been very difficult if your Yankees were in. I'm talking to the Parlay Kid and Brother Bryce specifically. I don't know uh, how how we would have done this, but that now you're going to tell me it's all gravy, right, Parlay Kid? You're happy. You're happy they got, and you're looking forward to the future, right? Yeah, I, so I think that's the right attitude to take. I mean, it hurt uh, being up three to two. I think uh, you know, as uh, a real Yankee fan, I, I was still, you know, expecting the worst and hoping for the best and uh it didn't go our way but i think the future set up um pretty well for the yankees and you know we've always said there's no guarantee two years ago you thought the mets were set up for the future too right, right. so um you really you know you got to take advantage of it when it comes around they didn't take advantage they scored three runs in four games in houston i mean that's that's incredible Not uh, tip of the cap to the astros but um uh, let's see what happens here. I think the Dodgers, uh, this is a must-win tonight, I guess. Harry, you buying Astros, this? Like you, you, you buying this talk, Harry, or you think Yankee fans are devastated and uh, this could be the end? Boy, I read, from everything I read, uh, the Yankee fans were all but in the World Series after Game mm. 5. Yeah. I mean, we saw it. I was over there. Uh, we watched the games together, and Darren, you were so happy, so happy. You were ready to go. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry, I was happy, but I never... Darren, you're booking your ticket to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you should have come out. I'll, I'll, I'll say I was a little devastated, though, right? We were watching game four together, the big comeback by the Yankees. I was kind of rubbing it in Sal's face a little bit. Yeah. So I, I guess I deserve, I deserve this, right, Sal? Yes, bit. yes, you definitely deserve it. Um, what I deserve, I, I'm going to deserve to pay Harry um, $5,200. We have a bet where if Harry makes – Loses 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. I have to give him $5,200. If he doesn't lose the weight uh, by the Super Bowl, he has to wear a sandwich board that says, my name is Harry, uh, what is it? Harry, Harry Hippo, the fat loser who couldn't lose fat and uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. And it's looking, Harry, what did you weigh in at today? You sent us a, a crazy video. Uh, yeah, well, you know, happy Halloween to everybody. So mm. uh, I had a mask on of an emoji and uh, just uh, weighed in with that on. Um, I'm currently, I was 212.4. I still had uh, clothes on. I had my, I didn't, had taken off my watch. So uh, <laughs> oh, kinda, if you want to take a pound and a half off for that, maybe I'm at 211. <laughs> what, um, what kind of watch is this? <laughs> a pound and a half for a while? You wearing like Flavor Flav's clock around your neck? I don't <laughs> Why are we taking so much weight off for a watch? It, it's very heavy. Yeah. It was a gift <laughs> <of> 10. <laughs> I see. Uh, so 212, so you have uh, to lose like 18 more pounds. Uh, is that right? 194, yeah, right? 18. Look, I've done I've done the hot yoga. I'm, uh, I've, uh, I'm running in the heat like a nut bag when it's still yes. like 100 here in Phoenix. Hope to be running in place and still swimming in November since the weather's so good. And I think this weekend... I'm looking into uh, entering a kickboxing class. Oh, so, come on. Oh. Yeah, I am. Are you yeah. going to wear that dumb emoji head? Does it soften the blow? What are you going to do while you were kickboxing? Harry put a, he put an emoji what? head on to rub it in. I don't know what he would do. He looked like uh, Lee Corso does on Saturdays, putting the big mascot head. Halloween. <laughs> oh. We're going to call you Lee Harry, Seven did Corso. You bring, did you bring that mask with you, or was that actually at the office? I bought it today. I brought it there, and they were fun. they loved it. That's good. That's good. The, uh, See, this has already cost you money. I like it. All right, let's move to uh, for there's so much football going on, and obviously baseball. 
We've been betting football. When we got together a couple weeks ago in Brooklyn, any time that four of us are together, it's just impossible for us to win money. <laughs> and that stayed true to form. We lost. That That was the week when, oh, man, there were like five double-digit favorites. And actually three of them won. Atlanta lost and, uh, and the Broncos lost at night. And we chased and chased and chased. And it was awful. But anyway, Bovada has this stuff. If you're sick of just betting the games, they have these nice props. Uh, I want to go through a few of these. Um Harry, let's start with you. Will Carson Palmer be the starting quarterback for the Cardinals for game one of the 2018 regular season? You're right there in Phoenix. You're taking kickboxing classes. You, you know what's going on. You have your finger on the pulse. Yes is plus 110. No, minus 150. Which way are you going? Yeah, Palmer is basically uh, somewhere. In the, he lives within like two miles of me. I don't know which house. He's almost my neighbor, but I'm still going with no at mm-hmm. minus 150. Look, uh, First off, he's going to be almost 39 years old when the season starts next year. Who knows if Arians is leaving after the season or not after this past week, whether he said something or he didn't. Uh, don't know about David Johnson's status by then. What will, you know? What will they do with Adrian Peterson? Is Fitz done? Uh, and if he is, the cards are uh, left with a bunch of uh, no-name receivers. It's just uh, it's going to be too much. For him to come back from, I mean, he had twenty. He, he he through seven games this year. He's been sacked twenty-two times. Last year, Palmer got hit plenty and got sacked forty times. Uh, it's basically the thirty-five touchdown season of two thousand fifteen. Seems like forever ago for him. So uh, I'm going no at minus one fifty. He shouldn't come back because he's just going to get pounded again. He shouldn't come back. I wonder if he'll step aside. He might just uh, just leave because he doesn't enjoy being your neighbor or running running by naked every every to lose weight. Or, or that somebody could be else. Yeah, he could be trying to get out. Hey, hey, they got ASU. I saw they signed Mike uh, Ber- Berkovici there, the ASU quarterback. They signed him to the practice squad today. You love that guy, Harry. He used to he used to. Actually, did love that. Thrust him on us every Saturday to make a bet, but uh, (laughs) yeah, they passed on Mahomes. The guy may never play, but but there'll be quarterbacks around for uh, Arizona. I would go with no as well. Uh, Brother Bry, I like this one. I I think I do. Browns Forty Niners to go winless. If you say yes, actually, this is this is a separate bet. You can go Browns to go winless. Yes is ten to one. 49ers to go winless, yes, is 10-1. to 1. The no on each of them is minus 5,000. Did you do any math on this? Because it seems like the no is the way to go, but you're not putting $50 down to win a dollar on any of these crap teams, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, I looked at the 49ers schedule, and they have uh, three very winnable games for the rest of the year. They're home against the Cardinals, home against the Giants, and at Bears. So I think they're probably going to end up again like 2-14. and 14. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. touch them, but... Right. Potential play here is on the Browns at ten to one. I, I did run numbers through like every, all remaining nine games, and I actually came up with the same thing at ten to one odds. So mm-hmm. it seems it's it's uh, realistic those ten to one odds. But I do think they're going to lose the next five games: the Vikings game, they're at Lions, home against Jaguars, at Bengals, at Chargers. So you could be looking at zero and twelve going to the last four. They do in their last four. They have a few winnable games there. Home against the Packers, home against the Ravens, and at Bears. But I think ten to one odds for that isn't bad. I mean, we we see them week in and week out, and it's almost fun to watch their games because they are so bad. You're just trying to see what terrible things going to happen next. So yeah. I think that could actually be fun rooting for the ten 
you know, 10 to 1 odds for a winless season. I I know Darren will be rooting for that. <laughs> they figure out a way to lose. Oh, yeah. like, I, th- but I agree with you with the 49ers. After this Eagles game, which they'll probably get trounced, they're home for the Cardinals and the Giants. They could be like a two to three point dog in each game, if not favored by then over the Cardinals. Who knows what's going on? I mean, but uh, but the Browns are a different story, like you said. Like I, I, let's if you assume they won't win on the road, like you said, Jags and uh, I'm sorry, Packers and Ravens at home, I think are their best bets. They feel finish at Bears and at Steelers, so those are going to be tough. But do we look past this week? Maybe the Vikings, you know, maybe their defense is a little sleepy in, in London, and, uh, and then all of a sudden you have Case Keenum on a neutral site. Could be a winnable game. But, uh, yeah, the yes at 10-1 to 1, I think would be fun to take. Uh, Parlay Kid, how about this one? Will Martavis Bryant be traded during the 2017 regular season? Yes, minus 200. No, plus 150. It seems like a lot of teams could use him. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. So, uh, in terms of, I like to know at plus 150. The trade mm-hmm. deadline's what about a week away? I think yeah. it's October 31st. Right. Uh, uh, you know, typical wide receiver uh, BS. They they get very cranky uh, when they're not getting the ball enough. And um, I'm just not sure. Is he worth the headache for somebody at this point? This what has he really done? I think he had a good span of a. Uh, a couple games, uh, maybe not even last year, the year before last year. Uh, he's He's been suspended already in the NFL. I'm not sure. I don't think anybody's making a play for this guy. I think they'll hope that the Steelers will waive him after this trade deadline, and then maybe they'll roll the dice on him. But I can't see anybody giving up a draft pick for Bryant. I just don't think he's uh, he's worth it. And, you know, these draft picks right now uh, for, for any team, even seventh-round draft picks, Mean something to some of these teams. I don't think they want to do, do that for Bryant at all. I, yeah, I, was, so I would take the uh, the no at plus one fifty. I like that. I'm with you on no, but I agree. And I've been hearing like fifth and sixth round, maybe a fifth or sixth rounder for Bryant. But I will say, a team like the Bills who love to trade, this would be a nice fit for them. I think. I don't. I don't see it. Sure. Many other places, maybe Jaguars, but who, who knows? Just Bortles is the problem there, and or maybe Detroit, not even Detroit. I think the Bills. And I could see them. They love to trade. They they would probably trade McCoy for Bryant straight up, and it would somehow work out for them. I don't know how that, that team is doing it. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you on the no, plus 150. Now, there's one for this week. This is a good one. Um, how many teams will have zero offensive touchdowns in week eight? Uh, in week seven, seven NFL teams didn't score an offensive touchdown. Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, Browns, Broncos, Colts, and Titans. They're putting it at over, under is three and a half. Zero offensive touchdowns. Harry, what do you say? You're going over or under here? Boy, I'll tell you. You know, Sal, I'm thinking that you have to go with the under here. Uh, I I just don't see that uh, this could be anything but that. I mean, these teams are just not – it's not competitive where they're they're not putting up – I mean, Carolina – Last week, these teams are just not putting up points. I'm, I, I, I don't see how. Uh, the, last week, for example, also say something, was, Harry. <laughs> say <laughs> something. <laughs> I, I, I screwed up here. I mean, well, I, I don't have. I can find that paperwork. Sorry. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> leasing a house? What are you doing? Where did uh? Did Ken steal your paper? <laughs> Ken took the paper. Let's leave it. Can we can we leave this on? This is great. Yeah, this yeah, is pretty. Hey, do not edit this out. 
I, uh, sorry. Also, your phone uh, connection is all of a sudden shit, so that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, how about, do you want me to ask bro, Brother Brian? <laughs> Brian, do you have your paperwork uh, with uh, you? Uh, yeah, I got paperwork. <laughs> Brian, what do you think about this? Over or under three and a half <laughs> offensive touchdowns week eight? Yeah, I'm going to take under. I know last week there were seven teams who, who didn't score, but I think, you know, this week there's only 13 games. You got right. six teams on a bye. So I think the only teams that potentially might not score this week, there's seven teams, I think. Potentially the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, the Jets, 49ers, Bears, and Colts. So it's a lot of the same teams week in, week out. But you have to assume a few of those are going to, oh, I think probably four or five of those are going to score a touch. And I think you're, it's more likely going to be. Two of these teams won't score. But was last week at seven? Was that a record? I was trying to think. They I mean, didn't that, announce it as a record, a record, but it, but it seems like it would be. I I don't uh I don't remember. I remember watching those games. Like this is disgusting. I don't know what what I'm even looking at here. But uh, partly, what's weird about it is week five, week six there were no teams that scored zero offensive touchdowns. Right. Week five. Right. Week five, I think the Steelers didn't score against the Jags. Week four, there were three. I think I I quit researching because I got bored. Parlay Kid, yeah. are you going over yeah. or under here? I'm taking under, Sal. Um, I, I, Brian already made, gave you the list. I agreed yeah. with him. I basically wrote the same teams down as he did. Uh, you know, Miami, Baltimore, they're playing each other. That's maybe one of those teams doesn't score an offensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. The Browns are a possibility. Indy, and as Brian said, uh, San Fran, uh, the Bears, uh, etc. But if you really look at it, this is that... The NFL rules are designed to help the offenses. What is happening in the NFL right now where teams are even winning games, Sal, without scoring offensive touchdowns? I don't know if this is really good for football. Uh, We we basically saw the Broncos win a Super Bowl a couple years back Mm -hmm. uh, with Peyton Manning having a terrible year, Brock Osweiler helping him out. Uh, That was one just on defense and special teams. Uh, with very little contribution on the offenses, I think some of these teams are really trying to follow suit in that. Yeah. But I, that's a three and a half is still a high number. I think that seven was. Uh, I, that I I can't recall uh, that happening no, before. It's I think three and a, it's not going to go over this week. It's teams fluky. are going to put up some points. It's very fluky. Uh, there will be I I, I could see it. Uh, putting up a zero this week and every team scoring an offensive touchdown. So I think three and a half. That's that's uh. That's a good one. Take the under on that. I'll wait, I will say this. I'd feel better about the under if Cleveland, San Francisco, and Indianapolis, if one of those teams were off, because I think like every week they have a chance to to put up a goose egg to not uh, reach pay dirt. But mm-hmm. and uh, and we threw the Bears in there, and I'll I'll throw another one in there. Take the snake, Carolina, Tampa Bay. That could be six three uh, starting the fourth quarter. Yeah, that'll be an ugly game for sure. Right? Yeah, a yeah. lot of ter- but it, a lot of defensive touchdowns for sure. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Well, hey, I, can we can we bet the Panthers this week? Can no. I bet them again I after mean, last week? I I think they're gonna. I think they'll beat the Bucks because the Bucks are so bad. But it, I don't think they're worthy to be bet on right now. I mean, after that last game, that was just embarrassing. So weird. Such a weird team. Should be so much better. But all right, Harry, did you find your paperwork? What do you think about this? Over or I under? got it here. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like the under, too. I think uh, it. I agree with Darren. A lot of teams are going to score. Uh, even though last week there were a lot of field goals. It was crazy in the first early games. A lot of field goals. It's kind of bo- really boring. Mm. But uh, I think uh, there's a possibility the Browns may not score against Minnesota's defense. They didn't uh, score one last week either. 
and I, the Colts have a real bad situation with their offense. But I still think under, that's a lot, three and a half, so I'm going to stick with the under okay. as well. That's what we waited for? That whole thing? All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, good job. All right, listen, let's, let's break this up a little. Winview, sponsoring the show. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, chances are your sports IQ is higher than average. So why not put your skills to work and make some money doing what you love? Winview Games is a free app that lets you make live football and basketball props while you watch the game on TV. That means you can cash in on props like, will Dallas score a touchdown this drive? Yes. Or will the next play gain five or more yards? This is right up our alley. Just install it on your mobile device and start predicting plays. It's that easy. No drafts, no research, just live props, intense competition against other fans and cash payouts every quarter. So when your fantasy lineup locks, it's time to load the only app that lets you win money watching sports on TV. Go to winviewgames.com slash Sal and start winning cash today. winviewgames.com slash Sal. I like that. All right. That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, I came up with a doozy. Mitch Trubisky's completions this Sunday versus the number of exclamation points Magic Johnson uses in his World Series Dodgers-related tweets this week. Parley Kid, well, I think this is very fair. I didn't make one the favorite over the other. What you like? You go with Mitch completions or Magic exclamation points? Oh, boy. You know, I, I don't follow Magic Johnson. Oh. Um this is a big mistake. You know, There's no point being on Twitter if, if you don't follow him. He, he, he gets excited. Really? Oh, he throws these exclamation. First of all, he, uh, he vacations with Samuel L. Jackson. You'll get pictures of that, which is a lot of fun. He, 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 he's ex- as excited about, um, about, like, uh, about the Dodgers winning as he is like, uh, like eating lunch. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't discriminate. You have to follow him. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, so as the reason why I really don't follow him, and I won't, we won't really get into details, but you know, the mention of Magic Johnson in the past has literally made me faint. Oh, at right. Time. So, um, you remember that? Yes. I had a bad accident. You were, you were giving blood uh, during the announcement, during his big announcement, right? Exactly right. During his big announcement, I happened to be donating blood, mm. and uh, I got real sick, and. Uh, I just, uh, you know, so I don't right. know if that's the reason why I don't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> but, uh, but that being good said, enough reason. Yeah. Uh, I think Trubisky, is this the week that they, they take the training wheels off Trubisky? This is the week I think the Bears do it. They're, in, they're playing uh, the Saints. They're going to have to put up points to match the Saints to have any chance to win. Uh, they're in the Dome, correct? Are they on the road? The Bears are on the road? Bears are on the road, um, yeah. They're on the road, so they're in a controlled environment. This would be a great week for Trubisky uh, to open it up a little bit. He's going to complete, let's say, uh, I'm going to say on the upper teens, 18 to 19 passes uh, completed. Magic Johnson, uh, maybe maybe the Astros aren't going to give him a lot to tweet about in terms of regarding the, the Dodgers. Mm, interesting. Um, I'm hoping for that. Maybe I'm kind of rooting for the Astros. Uh, and maybe his uh, responses on Twitter will be a little underwhelming. So I'm going to go with Trubisky here and say Trubisky right. has his best day as a pro. Bears are going to lose, but he's going to have his best day as a pro. 
complete a lot of passes, and beat those exclamation points. Tate the Snake, what do you think? Uh, I'm worried that maybe the training wheels are off. This is all we get with uh, Trubisky. (laughs) This is your boy. (laughs) This is classic John Fox. He doesn't trust a rookie quarterback. I think if you had any coach, if Adam Gase was there and he was coaching Mitch Trubisky, I think he'd look a lot better. All right. All right. Well, I don't think you're getting Adam Gase anytime soon. But all right, bro, uh, brother Bry, you going uh, punctuation or are you going with Mitch? Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, Mitch on this. I know he's averaging eight completions a game over his first three starts, but the Saints, you know, I think they've given up 12, 25, and 20 completions the last three games, and they gave up 20 completions to, to Jay Cutler. So I think what's going to happen in this game is you'll see, like, the Saints will go up. 14 to 17 points and Trubisky is just going to have to throw and he'll just by that he'll get to like 16 or 18 completions although the other side of it with magic I mean you can expect probably like two or three exclamation points a day yes uh, so that might put him at like 15 the only thing is the only reason I'm going with Trubisky on this is I think that the Astros are going to take the series into next week. It'll go six or seven games, I still think. And uh, he's not going to be celebrating that much until we get past this week. So I'm going to take Mitch on this one. Yeah. All right, Harry, do you agree with uh, Parley Kid and Brother Bry? No, actually, I'm going to take Magic. Uh, you guys know I'm not into Twitter and anything like that. So I did look up Magic and went back and looked at some of his tweets for the past week, week and a half, two weeks dealing with uh, the Lakers and dealing with uh, uh, his Dodgers. And it seems like there's at least one in every one. There's right. a couple with three or four. Uh, I think, you know, this is going to be a big, uh, this is going to be obviously a big week for him, loading up on exclamation points, thanking everybody, saying how good <laughs> the Dodgers are. Uh, Trubisky, uh, like Brian said, is averaging eight completions, but he's gone downhill since uh, the Monday night game against Minnesota. He had 12, then he had eight, and then he only had four. Uh, against Tate's Panthers, so I'm gonna take Magic. I think he's just gonna load up. It's uh, he loves the limelight, and it's just gonna he's gonna load up on uh, an exclamation point. And I think he'll uh, he'll have uh, maybe four to five more than uh, Trubisky in completion. I'm kind of with Magic. you. I'm with you here. Magic gets uh, he, he lets him fly the exclamation points, whether he's with the Pope or having lunch at the Ivy. He doesn't care. And I think it's going to be a longish series, six games, so he'll send like two per day, even if it's like, come on, my Dodgers have to come back, even if it's like inspirational if they're down in the series. He's going to he's gonna throw them out. And I think I still say Trubisky plays out of his mind this week and completes six passes. But Magic magic wins nonetheless. I think it's going to be like 12 to 6. All right, so that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make-Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now, let's dive into the mailbag real quick. We're going to have a, another uh, entry for our Degenerate Hall of Fame. We're going to vote on that. But first, I want to read a couple of uh a couple of emails. This one is called Tate the Snake is the subject. Sal, what is wrong with Tate? You give him a great nickname and all he does is complain about it. He should consider himself lucky to be associated with the all-time badasses like Kenny the Snake Stabler and S.D. Snake Pliskin, who insisted that people call him Snake. And respect to, and respect to Tate's mom as a teacher, maybe she does know all about alliteration, but apparently doesn't know what assonance is. So to remember that Tate the Snake is assonance... Just remember what an ass Tate is being about being called Snake. Greg from Albany, New York. Tate, do you have any 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 comments on that? Yeah, typical asshole New Yorker. Oh my God. 
<laughs> you see, we're Tate, all New Yorkers. Tate, really, Tate. <laughs> I love you guys, but that, that, that's a, that's a bad that's a it's a bad apple right there. Tate, I really help. Uh, your mother's gonna your poor mother's gonna wash her mouth out with soap if she's listening. That is not how she taught you. It's not how she teaches the thousands of students that come through her classrooms. All right. Well, so he's still not happy with the nickname. Let's uh, read another one. Subject podcast. First time listening. I enjoyed it. Maybe more picks and less bullshitting around would be better. <laughs> Keep up the good work. All right. Well, from Doc Gores. Doc Gores is his name. I think he's talking about you, Harry. Too much talk about your weight and, and other stuff. See? All right. no. See, Harry's being Maybe. quiet. <laughs> Harry's got to go find his papers. <laughs> Harry, go yeah. find your papers. All right. Now, let's, uh, let's take a look at uh, the uh, Degenerate Hall of Fame uh, submission right now. Um, if you want to send us your gambling tale of woe, We'll evaluate it. We'll vote on it. If three of four of us um, agree, you will be inducted into our Degenerate Gambling Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. It's really coming together now. It's like the almost three-quarters complete, and we just got our permit for uh, we're going to be p- playing war. Do you ever play war, Tate? It's a great game, yeah. It's yeah. a great card game. Yeah, the card, yeah, right. And it's a card game, and it's a casino game. You have to look far to uh, find it, but not anymore. We're going to have it at our Degenerate Hall of Fame. Let me read this. We'll all vote on it. Tate, I'll, we'll even give you a vote. Wow. And see Thank what happens you. here. All right, here it is. Hi, Sal. Sadly, I have a very degenerate story for you. It was NBA opening night, and I was out for drinks in Columbus, Ohio, to watch the Cavs-Celtics game with a girl I've been seeing. The sports bar we're at has the volume up high, and everyone in the place is engaged and having a great time rooting for the Cavs, and then it happens. You could hear Gordon Hayward destroy his ankle with a loud snap and Kevin Harlan's heartbreaking cries. Gordon Hayward has broken his leg. Hayward's leg is broken. The air is sucked out of the whole place. It was one of those overwhelming moments of humanity that brings people together. My girlfriend doesn't have a stomach for this stuff and is sobbing at the sight of Gordon's ankle. Camera pants to the Celtics huddle. Kyrie Irving is openly sobbing into his teammates' arms. I know that all of my roads have led to this moment. This is my destiny. I must put all my money on the calves before the line adjusts. I try to get on Bovada on my phone, but this is a basement joint with no AT&T signal. I turn to my girlfriend, reach for her phone, frothing at the mouth. She's still visibly upset as I plead with her to enter the passcode. She foolishly obliges and tells me the code. When I enter it, her phone opens straight to her messages where I discover that she has been sharing naked pictures with another guy. I wait a few seconds for the wave of shock and betrayal to come over me, but I feel nothing. The only thing that matters is this bet. By the time I get signed into Bovada, the line has moved to Cavs minus 10.5. Doesn't matter. I decide Celtics will be too shell-shocked to compete. I put my entire balance on the Cavs to cover and wait for the easy money to roll in. Of course, the Celts put on an inspirational performance in the second half, and I lost. Despite the message that I saw, I decided that I will stick with my girlfriend so that I can use her cheating against her when she discovers the depth of my degenerate gambling habits. P.S. Love the show. Can't wait for Harry to lose the bet. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. Danny S. Danny S. <laughs> Harry, the guy's obviously rooting against him, against you. Are you voting for him? Well, I'm not voting for him because, number one, we don't know how much money he actually wagered. Yeah. Uh, second off, you know, of course uh, he was in a dump place that didn't work, uh, where it didn't have much service. He's in Ohio. Oh, my God. New York and Ohio taking a big hit today. Wow. Wow. And third, Danny S., guess what? I was the other guy. Oh, she sent you the pictures? 
Wow. <laughs> Danny asked, you have nothing to worry about if she's sending Harry the pictures. <laughs> all right. So hot. That, that, would, that would be worse than looking at Gordon Hayward's uh, yeah. broken leg, though. <laughs> I think wouldn't so. It? I think you're right. All right, Brother Brian, what do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out when I was when I was first looking at this, like why so many people were crying. Like if somebody shows you this picture, you're like, oh god, you turn away, but yeah. not you're not visibly sobbing. I don't mm-hmm. think that's that's a little weird. But I think this guy is a true, you know, this guy's a true gambler. It seems like he he really loves gambling. I mean, the fact that he he's staying with this girl just just so he can keep gambling that another girlfriend won't let him gamble. Uh, I love I love this story. So I might be getting soft, but but I'm gonna let him in. I'm okay. Gonna let him in. All right. One to one, parlay kid. What do you say? Oh yes, Sal. Listen, one. He felt nothing about the cheating, right? Putting the wager above everything else, right? That's one. Mm-hmm. Good. That's pretty good. Two must be a huge degenerate to stay with this girl. Right. Uh, he must not have very. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of prospects. Gambling is obviously his number one priority in his life. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that's another right. one. Three, he loses the bet. He doesn't even win money on this bet. Yeah, I like that he lost. Poor guy loses. Mm -hmm. And four, he's rooting against Harry. Yeah. He's in. (laughs) So, you know, this guy, he he meets all the criteria. All right. Good for him. Harry's getting a little cocky. You guys notice that a little bit about the weight loss, too? He's getting a little cocky. I know. I think he's a favorite. I think he's a favorite to win the bet. All right. Uh, Wow. So two to one, yes. Tate the Snake, what do you say? Uh yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with Team Harry as I always do. Um, I will say this though: what kind of girlfriend like that's So that was the last thing that she was doing on her phone before she locked it. She was sitting a naked picture, you know. There was like she didn't look at her maps or anything. That was the last thing she had up. Right, right, that, right. That 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 makes it seem a little a little stretch for truth. So I'm gonna say no. You're saying no, so it's two two. So my my vote yeah, really wow. does matter here. Yeah, exactly. I I. Uh... I agree with you, Snake. I, I'm calling fake news on this. I really am. I, I don't think I don't think this is real. It's too. It, it's in the Larry David world of too many coincidences and everything uh. just falling together. I I don't think it's real. Like like mm. brother Brian, what'd you say? Someone said openly sobbing. Is that that's weird? It seems like this is uh what Donald Trump would call a fiction writer with the uh, ironically three exclamation points after that. I just don't get it, and I don't. Uh, I don't see what the sense of first of all you'd have some reaction. You just would have to if you if you liked the girl enough if you were that close, you would have to say something. But okay, he's hanging on to it and then how is he going to use it? If she says I'm going to break up with you for gambling, he's going to say aha, look at this. I bust like what kind of relationship is this? I don't even know what's going on, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm not going to make an official vote. Send us the pictures, Danny, and we will uh, we will reconsider uh, considering after. Or Harry, yeah. you send Harry. You say you have them already, right? Yeah, not that hot. Okay, all right. So not we're uh, <laughs> Harry is uh, crapped on all of Ohio and Danny S. his girlfriend. So, uh, but uh, all right, we'll keep it two two uh, until we get the pictures. Uh, you're not in the Hall of Fame, sorry, right now, Danny, but uh, you can you can work on that. Uh, now let's go to this segment. This is our favorite. This is called Shark Tank. You guys know Shark Tank. That's uh, an ABC show, very popular show. People pitch their ideas, their inventions to a panel, and uh, the panel of rich people decide if they want to buy it or not. And this is the same thing. These three, the degenerate trifecta, pitch me their wagers and uh, not their wages, their wagers. Well, actually, their wages too. And then we, uh, and I buy one of them. 
Um, right now, I've been every week I've been flip flopping between the parlay kid and brother Bry, and every week the one I pick doesn't get it right, and the one I don't pick uh, gets it right. I have yet to go with go with Harry's, but let's hear him. I'm going to hear all three, and then I'll decide at the end. Parlay kid, who are you going with? Okay, so like finally last week, Sal, we saw some. Uh... Uh, head ground being made uh, with some of these pro teams with the Cowboys beating the 49ers, the Seahawks beating the Giants, the Steelers beating the Bengals, those 4 o'clock games. I had just said to Brian uh, beforehand, uh, are these finally going to be the games that we're going to see the teams we would expect to win win? Mm -hmm. So maybe the NFL is turning back to the way we kind of once uh, expected it. So I'm going to, once again, Sal, give you a three-team teaser okay? with, with heavy favorites. i got to somehow get back on the winning track. I'm in a funk right now. All right. Um, so I'm just going to use, just again, some common sense here. Uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't blame you for not going with me again. I mean, I can't get you a winner, but I'm going to do the best I can right here. Well, Sal, I like the Vikings. We've said, we've said all year long, right, why aren't we just going against the Browns every week? For the most part, right? So I'm putting the Vikings on this three-team teaser. Um, they'll basically be even at this point against the Browns. The Vikings' defense is too good. Kaiser is back in starting this week. Uh, that defense is going to chew him up and spit him out. They're winning that game. All right. I like the Raiders, Sal, getting 13 going into Buffalo on this three-team tease. Buffalo is overachieved. They play it close to the vest. The Raiders finally, Carr, finally breaking out of his shell uh, last week against the Chiefs. Even though this is a West to East Coast game, the Raiders had those extra days Mm -hmm. off. So I kind of think it neutralizes that. I think it neutralizes that. So I think the Raiders, I'm not predicting a win here. I think they might win, but I think getting 13. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot against a team like the Bills that doesn't score a lot. And, Sal, I'm going back to the well with the Falcons. Oh. Okay? Um, the, the Falcons coming up to the Jets. This is – the Falcons are in – they're in desperation mode, Sal. This is a must win for the Falcons. Can a team that lost in the Super Bowl last year that probably could have uh, – obviously should have won the Super Bowl um, – are they really going to lose again? Could this really happen? They finally have a lot of their guys back on offense, healthy. The Jets, we know, have been a tough team. But I think if you're adding 10 points to that Falcon spread, um, I think, I think they're, they're winning. They're going to win this game, but now you're getting points. So I like the Vikings, the Falcons, the Raiders on a three-team tease. So Raiders, uh, make, Raiders, make that, uh, Raiders, you want Raiders plus the. I am going to do what I want with it, but Raiders plus thirteen, Vikings <laughs> p- plus about one, and Falcons plus what, about five and a half at the Jets. Is that what we're looking at? About five and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yep. All right, uh, Harry. What do you say? Can you beat that? Oh, I can beat that. So I'm getting you this week. You're going with me this week. I am taking Wake Forest <laughs> plus the three minus one hundred five versus Louisville. Look, last year the Demon Deacons were beating Louisville on the road as a huge dog entering the fourth quarter. In 2015, they lost to Louisville by one point at home. In 2014 on the road, they covered versus Louisville 
losing only by 10. Wake's mm. senior quarterback, John Wolford, has 10 touchdown passes to only two picks and is the team's leading rusher and has five touchdowns on the ground. Louisville is a very soft team at 5-3. and three. Their wins are by seven over Purdue, who lost to Rutgers last week. Kent State, Murray State, a depleted Florida State team by three, and sorry, Tate, a bad UNC team. And <laughs> UNC actually scored three points on them that game. How many points? Heisman winner Lamar Jackson's stats are looking well short of a season ago. I'll ride Wake plus the three at home to cover as my best bet this week. All right. Brother Bry, do you also like Wake Forest? Uh, I don't really love them in this game. I just don't know if they'll be able to put up enough points against Louisville. Uh-huh. I, I think they don't score a ton, so I, I don't know. I don't love that. But I also, you know, I don't, you can't really go with the parlay kid, unfortunately, this week because I think he's, he sounds a little down. I don't think he he, uh. he doesn't love his picks this week. So <laughs> that's when right, it's hard to go with them yeah. right up. Right off the bat, right? It's hard to go with them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I, I too, am struggling with the NFL, and I just can't get, get it right. I've been taking the underdogs when the favorites are winning, the favorites when the underdogs are winning. So I'm really struggling right now to win a few games, you know, because we like to parlay things. So yeah. I'm struggling with some parlays in the NFL. But I'm gonna do a four-team college parlay that pays uh, plus two forty-five, so about two and a half to one. I'm, the first game, I'm going to give you the first two ones, which are kind of no-brainers, easy ones. Uh, the first one is Virginia Tech minus 800 at home against Duke, pretty much just because, again, Duke, Duke, I don't think is, I think Duke is pretty bad. The, again, the only team that they could beat is Tate the Snakes Tar Heels. <laughs> so I'm going to go against Duke in that one. I'm also going to take uh, Georgia minus 600 on a neutral site against Florida. Florida is just not going to score enough points against Georgia, and you can look for for Georgia to hold them to about maybe 10 points and win that game pretty easily. I'm thinking like 30 something to 30 to 10 or 30 to 14, I'm going to say. Uh the other one I like is Ohio State minus 245 against Penn State. Uh Urban Meyer 21 and 1 off a of bye week. You know, they're going to be looking for revenge after last year's game. They're 10 and 2 against the spread and straight up at home against Penn State in the last 12. So I, I I do really like them in this game. You know, Penn State against also struggled on the road against Iowa. So uh, the one wacky stat for Penn State is that I don't know if you know this, though. They're fourteen one and two against the spread in their last seventeen. Wow, wow, it's ridiculous. But but I'm going against that. Okay. Uh, but it just to win, just to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one I like, I really like this one. I like North Carolina State plus seven and a half against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of different factors in this one. North Carolina State is fourteen and three against the spread after a win. They're twelve and three against the spread on the road against the top twenty-five. Also, Notre Dame is five and ten against the spread at home against an ACC opponent. Um, they're North Carolina. The one thing Notre Dame does is they run. North Carolina State is is really good against the run. So I'm not saying again that they're going to win this game, but I I do like them to cover the seven and a half. So those four teams: North Carolina State at Notre Dame getting seven and a half. Georgia on a neutral site minus six hundred to win. Ohio State minus two forty-five. Uh, at home against Penn State, and then uh, Virginia Tech minus 800 uh, at home against Duke, and that's about uh, two and a half to one. Plus 245. Wow. All right. I like all of these. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first week I've liked all of these. Wow. Um, Wow. Paul, I I like the Raiders a lot, and that's uh, you'll see on the ringer, that's one of my best bets. Uh, Just uh, plus plus three even. I think I bought the half point, just as a spoiler. Um, 
to three and a half. I really like that. I don't worry about the East-West for the same reason. Um, <clears throat> they had extra three days. I like uh, the Vikings. They should take care of business. No one should ever lose to the Browns in any country. And uh, and Atlanta scares me a little bit, but I like it. Let's go back to that. Um, Harry, Wake Forest, Baby Doll, James Baby Doll Dixon, my agent, you all know him, is is on the board. Some kind of board. I don't know what board at, at uh, Wake Forest, but he's he's on the board. He proudly announces that he paid uh, six figures to get on that board. His, his uh, oldest daughter goes there. And uh, I've been watching their games. I like that Wolford guy. I'm a little worried. They seem to, Harry, they seem to lose to good teams. That's the only thing. Like, every anytime a, a strong team comes up, they lost to Florida State, Clemson, and, and like, worse to Georgia Tech, which is they, they kind of go uh, yeah, more. But- they're a decent te- team that fights hard and then blows games versus top ranked. But, it, but it's, they did. Go yeah. ahead. They did lose late Florida State by seven, but they played at Clemson, at Georgia Tech, lost respectively by fourteen on the road both games, and that was, and, and that's uh, that's 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 the worst they've had all season. And uh-huh. plus they've won, they've got four wins. And, all right. and I will say this: last year Wake Forest would have won that game, but they're uh, they had a coordinator giving all their plays away, right, to to Louisville. Is that right? right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, Good call uh, on that tape. Yeah. So they for thirty four points fourth. Yep. When they were losing going into the. Yep. Well, Harry, have, have you looked into this? How do we know the coordinator's not going to make the same mistake? <laughs> I think he works for Louisville now. Oh, he does. Okay. All right, that's how we know. Move. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Bry, did we lose Ohio State, Penn State last year? I feel like we did. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> okay, good. I love NC State plus 7.5. I love that almost even alone. Um, and But these others should win too. Ohio State, I just don't. I got to be honest. I don't want to deal with Ohio State, Penn State. I really don't. I just want to watch it and uh, and then turn it off when I can. I I, I just think that's so going to come. Take North Carolina out. State plus seven and a half. Just just uh, North Carolina State. Let's see. Let me figure that out. Hmm. I like that. Parley kid, the Falcons. Uh, he's West. All right. I'm going to do the impossible here. I'm going with Harry. I, I didn't I didn't plan on doing this for. <laughs> For three or four years into wow. this podcast, I'm taking Wake Forest. I think it's a fixed line. I think they should be getting like four and a yeah. half or five or six or someone in there. Plus three and minus 105. That's weird. And Harry, don't, don't uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm never going with you again if this is wrong. Plus three, <laughs> Wake Forest. I, I can't. What did you say? <laughs> I said, I know it. I'm buying Wake Forest plus three from Harry, and uh, that's it. All right, you're on the board. So this is good for you, Parley Kid and Brother Bride. Now you have a chance of winning because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not attached. Except uh, Parley Kid, I'm going to have the Raiders, so you might want to change that one. Uh, so that's it. I'm going with Harry's Wake Forest plus three. It's another uh, episode of Sharp Tank, and you could tweet me at the cousin Sal. You could tweet Brother Bry at b s z o k eight sixteen. Parlay Kid can be reached at the Chalk Talker. Harry is not on Twitter, but I look forward to your letters. Anyone from Ohio who wants to uh, send some shade Harry's way, since he called out the entire state. What did you say, Harry? They don't. You don't. You you don't think Ohio has electricity? What was what was the joke? Cleveland's trash. So uh, the whole state of <laughs> wow. Maybe trash if they can't get Wi-Fi working or whatever in the bars. Kind of bad. All right. Oswego uh, is much better. I was just sure, going to say, he spent most of his life in Oswego, New York, and he's uh, trashing the infrastructure of Ohio. Interesting. All right. 
So that'll do it for these guys. Um, I'm going to talk to Lenny Dykstra. We'll be playing back my interview with him on Monday. But first, a word from my bookie. Let's talk about MyBookie, the industry-leading website for all your betting needs. With their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you could bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even have to win. They just need to cover the spread. Think about that. Or, if you know your team sucks, and a lot of yours do, do yourself a favor and bet against them. If they lose, you'll make money, and if they win, you'll still be happy. Either way, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. They have in-game live betting and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go easier than ever. Or, if you'd rather just roll the dice and craps, you could check out their online casino and literally roll the dice and craps. And now it's time to get in on the action because due to popular demand, MyBookie's 100% bonus will be available for only one more week. After Sunday, you can kiss it goodbye. So get it before it's too late. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. For the last time this year, use promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Very happy to have our next guest, three-time Major League Baseball All-Star member of the 1986 World Champion New York Mets. Love that team. Love-making specialist, and more importantly, a guy who's very familiar with the world, our world, of gambling, Lenny Dykstra. What's going on, Nails? Oh, man, it's, uh, this is my time, man. I always get, uh, get excited in the World Series time, and when the, when the red light's on, I, I used to love to play. So um, uh, we see who, who the real men are uh, right now, you know? Dodgers-Astros, yeah, did you want Dodgers-Yankees, or did you not care? Was that just uh, selfish people I mean, on each, each coast? I mean, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I hate the Dodgers and I hate the Yankees both. Um, <laughs> um, I, I do. I just, you know, I mean, um, although you know, when I made it you know, to the big leagues and I played at Dodger Stadium, I remember saying to myself, "Wow, I've arrived. This yeah. is a major league." You know, right? And uh, but no, I did want the Yankees though uh, because I, I think it would have would have been a obviously the, the ratings and, and the country would have been more excited, but. Houston's a good club, man. Houston's really good. It's going to be a good World Series. They, they really, they are a good team, and I, I feel the same way as you. I, the Dodgers-Yankees would have been a better matchup, but I feel like I have someone to root for now because I, I can't stand either uh, team, the Dodgers or Yankees. But more should be made out of this. I think this is the first time since 1970 that you have 200-plus win teams in the World Series. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's a great stat. Um, the bottom line is, again, starting pitching, I mean, you know, I think, um, two shells going for for Houston. I mean, he uh, was I think fourteen and what five and Kershaw. So two lefties firing tonight mm-hmm. um, should be a great matchup, low scoring game. Um, but um, again, you know, Houston seems to um, have a little better lineup. Yeah, um, they're, they're they're scrappy and they find a way. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a good World Series. It looks like some good baseball coming up. This uh, Altuve is going to win the MVP. Reminds me a little of you uh, as, a, as a young player. But the one thing you say, you always preach to me about first pitch hitting, and, you, and you're against it. And this guy has figured out a way. He, I think he bats like 424 swinging at the first pitch. But you maintain that guys don't know how to hit these days. They should be taking that first pitch, right? 
Well, well, again, it's not so much taking the first pitch. It's all about um, what, what, when, when it is in the game. You know, if you're leading off the game, um, you should take some pitches uh, most of the time. And, and again, you have to have a plan. But what I'm talking about is you should be sitting on one pitch in one area until you get two strikes, and, and it makes hitting simple. I mean, if you think about it, hitting's hard. I mean, that's why you get three strikes. I mean, you get three strikes for a reason. The game's hard. So the person that is not guessing on the first two strikes is a person that is cheating himself and cheating his teammates and cheating his fans and, and ultimately cheating uh, the organization. So right. uh, I just don't see the discipline. I don't see the discipline in the hitters. Um, that, that there should be, but you know they have so much talent they're able to get away with it. Right. What do you think of the whole strike zone thing? Now we have graphics and we have a big box in front of it, and you know the umpires. Obviously, there's replay. You would pay investigators to get dirt on umpires. Is that right? Well, of course. I mean, like, <laughs> thing, to the yeah, to the tune of a half a million dollars, it cost me. Right. Which at my when I was playing when I was playing was two paychecks. Um, yeah. You know, um so I, I was making six million a year and two fifty every every two weeks. So let's like let's look at it today. A guy makes you know fifteen, eighteen million. Average players make that. Mm-hmm. They're getting seven hundred fifty thousand dollars every two weeks. Wow, that's frightening. Yeah, that's a lot. But anyway, back to the umpires. You know, back to the umpires. I learned early on that that they controlled my life. I mean. When I say my life, I mean, so if my business was baseball, um, I learned very early on, you know, and I became a very, very percentage-based player, meaning I knew that if the count was 1-0, and that I would hit, you know, 280 to 300, and if it was 0-1, I'd hit 180 to 200, meaning mm-hmm. that's how you get fired, you have to get a real, have to get a real job. Right. So instead of brown nosing umpires, you know, like having the brown nose, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Hey, I can't take it. Like, I don't want it at the no, so mm-hmm. they all we all got our issues, you know, and so you know, um, um, it wasn't a coincidence that um, I led the league in walks after that next couple of years, but <laughs> you know, and and Major League Baseball knows that that um, what I what I said was true because um, I worked for Major League Baseball for a few years, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I told you know, cause I was selling was the commissioner and and Sandy Alderson was his second man second man you know they met with me and I remember they took me up to the penthouse at the at the Four Seasons in New York they wanted to ask me about amphetamines and this and that and I said no no this is like uh, I don't know this is ninety ninety seven I think mm-hmm. and I said you got it all wrong you got it all wrong I said I said steroids that's your problem, I said, because it changes the way a man thinks. When you when you can make thirty million dollars, right, it makes you do certain things. You're going to do things you would not normally do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so so, and I told him I warned him, and and they wanted it, and and just like this year, let's talk about this year. Okay, they they broke the 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 single season home run record, Major League Baseball, shattered it, right, right. Okay, how? How do they do that? I'll tell you how. Very simple. Okay? Okay, there's no seams on the ball. Okay? Mm-hmm. And take two dozen of the balls they use this year and take two dozen of the balls they use 
five years ago because he only has them, and take five kids out and, and, and throw them, pitch them both, you know, with both balls. Now, with the balls they used this year, they all hit five, six home runs. Hmm. The balls they used five years ago, they hit no home runs. Wow. So you're saying you're maintaining they I mean, harden the ball. Well, that's this is interesting stuff, Lenny. So you're saying. Well, it's not, it's not even that. It's a, it's a, it's a fact. Yeah, it's not even that. It's a combination of hardening the ball mm-hmm. and, and, and lower seams, meaning so the threads, you know, the seams, they're not up. Like, you know, so, so the, you think about the ball flying through the air, you have nothing to, to, to slow it down. That's why the ball kept going. Right. So the threads, I mean, the threads are tighter. No drag, to, the no threads drag. are tighter to the ball, too. Wow, but don't you think yeah, the pitchers? Exactly. Don't you think the pitchers would notice this almost immediately and complain, and this would be a bigger deal, or is it just all uh, held under wraps? Yeah, it's under wraps, and plus, you know, I mean, they they, they, they complain a little bit. I mean, like I said, there was a record year for blisters, right? But 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 the bottom bottom line is is at the end of the day, I mean, pitchers shouldn't complain about anything. I mean, all it is playing thirty five games. Yeah. Don't have to finish. Don't have to hit, and they make twenty million dollars. What a job! Right. I mean, but like I say to everybody out there in, in, in America, it's so easy. You do it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you can, everyone's allowed to go to spring training and take a shot. You know. I love it. You have you have like an incredible uh, diabolical way of thinking. So that was like a contract year when you started like investigating investigating these umpires. I'm trying to be nice, and you were trying to, you were investigating uh, investigating these umpires. Do you think if they went with the strike zone, with the box, the automatic computer-generated box, and the umpires uh, didn't have to even make a ball strike call, would that be a way to go, or you you think that takes away from the game? I mean, it would have saved you money, certainly. Away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but not. But but the fun I had doing it because it wasn't just about the money for me. It was the fun. It was like a wait. Uh, wait, Bruce, did you cover last night? Uh, Bruce Framing? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, so, something like that. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> wow. But, but you're a I sick man. He's a, mis- <laughs> he a miserable fuck, wasn't he? Hey, can you cuss on this, by the way? Yeah, sure. You're good. Well, I mean, what does it matter now? No, yeah. I understand. He was, he was a miserable fuck. That yeah. Guy. So you would literally yeah, step in the amazing. batter's box and tell these guys, hey, I saw you uh, at your mistress's house, you know, on uh, on Elm Street, one, one, two, three, four Elm Street. And then, and you think, you think the count would change in your favor after that? Yeah, well, it didn't take me long, and it didn't take me long to get around the league. And the umpires knew basically not to fuck with me. I know, see. Because if they did, see, fear does a lot to a man, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and until fear sets in, um, nothing is going to change. Right. So, like, I just cut through the process. Like, you know, that's what happened when. That's why I got in a fight with Rick Dempsey at home plate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's before I, before I, um, you know, realized like, what am I doing, man? Like, want to make this easy? Yeah. So Brown knows me. I was, hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? I can't take that shit. Right. Like, I didn't. So I just made it easy. But at the end of the day, it's all about understanding the strike zone as a hitter. That that determines what kind of player you're going to be. Meaning. And the way you understand the strike zone is you have to have the same approach um, night in, night out, over six months. And that's hard to do because if you think about it, baseball, four or five times a night as a hitter, you're going to 
It's all or nothing. There's no middle. You either make it out, you make it out, which you're going to do 70% of the time if you're the best hitter, means you're going to make a right turn, first base, you got to walk the gauntlet, your teammates are all sitting on the bench, and none of them, what are they going to say, good job? You're right. going to fight them. You just made it out. So you're treated like a Russian spy, okay, <laughs> walking down the bench, down the, down the dugout line, and you got to put your helmet in the rack, and there are the coaches are always sitting up uh, there in the corner up there, and then you can feel them looking, oh, there he is, the motherfucker, there he is. Mm-hmm. Right? And you put your helmet, you feel like a raisin, you feel like a raisin, okay? Yeah. And and so then Kruk comes up or somebody and breaks the bat, bleeds it over the third baseman's head, and we're throwing them high fives and, you know, but see, that's the world we live in. It's all about results. Right. How do you get those results? People don't really care. Yeah. I mean, just like when I was, you know, when I was firing all cylinders and, and you know, I'd be coming in when Fergosi and the rest of the coaches would be going to the ballpark in big games, you know? Mm-hmm. And they see they see me coming in. I mean, they get a long, rough night out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I got two for one. I'd go two for four, score two runs, and hey, everything's great. I, I it's listen- all great until you not get the results. Right. And and you're all about the results and numbers oriented, and it couldn't help with your personality. And you like to gamble. I know you played poker a lot. This is a gambling podcast, but you yeah. you you played poker a lot. Would you bet baseball back in the day? Would you bet while you were playing? After you were playing? Which was most fun? I mean, it must have been very frustrating for a guy like you or Pete Rose, who knows the game inside and out, to to not win every single day betting baseball, right? Yeah, I never bet baseball in my life. You didn't do it, huh? Number one, never. And I never have. I never would. Why Why would I bet on something that, as a player, I, I couldn't even tell you we're going to win. So how can I bet on it? Yeah. Meaning, like, whoever's betting on baseball, there's only one lock I know about on baseball. And, and that is, and I think I talked about you on this, one, one of your shows before, Yeah. that is the getaway day on Sunday I like this. Um, yeah, but other than that, like like betting on—I mean, I bet football, you know, um, all the time. And you know, um, I was always searching for somebody to reassure me because, you know, betting on sports—I think it's a—I'm pretty sure it is a four hundred billion dollar a year industry. Okay, right. And if you think about it, you know what happens is—is is, and, and the thing is—is is what's alarming is the average. Better meaning the, the 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 most common demographic is is a, is the person that is a male who's making a hundred grand, mm-hmm. uh, who a college graduate, um, and that's your um, that's your demographic right there. And so, you know, the thing about betting, it's kind of like like when you win, you just kind of say, okay, you throw it in with the rest. When you lose, and you have to whip out. That's when it's hard. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Well, let me. And my boy, my boy, my boy Charlie, my boy Charlie Sheen has been a million dollars a game. No, that's not true. A million dollars a game put, on, on everything I love. But here's the scary part: on on the you know that bailout game at the end, like the Utah State uh, Hawaii game. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. The mid it's usually the mid- game midnight there. game on the West Coast, right? Yeah, he he been a million dollars on it. Wow. Wow, and would he ask yeah, you for advice? Would yeah. he bet baseball too? I know he's a big baseball. No, fan. I, 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 I didn't know him. I didn't know him. I, I wasn't hanging with him that tight then. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you know, Sheen is a huge baseball fan. In fact, I'm getting ready. Um, 
a documentary on on him. Um, nice. So, yeah, but again, back to the World Series. Um, you know, the the game of baseball. If if you look, if you look at all the little things that happen, you can point to so many things that can change the game one way or another. Um, getting the guy in from third with less than two outs, doing all the little things. And it's the teams that do that, it's the team that are going to win, you know? Yeah. Can I tell a quick story about the last time uh, we, we went out, we ha- we hung out together? Sunset Tower? Yeah. You want me to tell a story? <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is a great thrill for me because I'm sitting down, I brought, brought my friend Dave, uh, who's a big Mets fan, and we, we were talking business. We're sitting at the table, the three of us, and um, we have a nice long dinner, and you're talk- you do this thing on Facebook. I hope you do it again next year. It's very entertaining. You would, you would recap the Mets games. Um, then you, It would be like a minute-long uh, thing, and you put it on Facebook, Facebook Live, and then uh, and you get good results. A lot of people watched. Um, you were telling me that we needed, uh, you needed to do this after the game, and the Mets were playing the Phillies, ironically, your, your two teams. I said, Lenny, we haven't watched any of the games. So I put it on on my phone, and we watch. It happens to go extra innings. It goes like, uh, it goes like the 12th inning. And you say to me, like, yeah. all right, let's uh, shoot after the 12th inning. The Mets blew it. Let's shoot by the pool, and you'll shoot me, and, uh, and we'll get it, and I'll post it, and that'll be that. I said, okay. So as we're walking, to the, yeah, yeah. As we're walking to the pool, I, I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, well, I guess I have to say Paul who McCartney. it is. Yes, Paul McCartney. Yes, all right. Well, we, we, now, now we said who it is. It was Paul McCartney is right by there. It's me, you, my friend Dave. Paul McCartney and his friend, it's that, those are the only five. And you're like, we have to get Paul McCartney on this Facebook Live thing. And I said, listen, I'm not gonna, I can't make a big deal out of this. Why don't you just allude to him and, uh, and, uh, and we'll get him on there and that'll be that and they'll post it. And you're like, okay, great. So I start recording you. And I said, but just don't go crazy about it. We don't want him to, we don't want him to flip out. So I record you. You're like, Lenny Dykstra here. The Mets just had a big battle with the, uh, with the, with the Phillies. They dropped it in 12th. The, the relief, pitching, uh, relief pitching gave up again. This has to be something that they had dressed. And look over there, Paul McCartney. And you say it loud. And I don't even pan. And before you know it, a giant man. Uh, <laughs> he heard me. I think he heard oh, me. Oh yeah, right? he heard. Not only did he hear you, he got three security guards out, and uh, we um, yeah, we, we were pretty much escorted out of the Sunset Tower. That night. Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> we were. And you know what? I take full responsibility for that. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I figured a guy that married, I figured a guy that married a woman with one leg would have a problem with uh, us like doing the video. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, and you I tried mean, to tell the security I mean, guard yeah. that he, he didn't. He didn't buy it. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, like, I mean, well, I don't, I don't know. He knows who I am, or probably not. I mean, he's a. You had a um, great line as anyways, we as we were being escorted out. You said to the security guard, "Paul McCartney would be a big fan of mine if he knew who I was." Yeah, yeah, it makes especially sense. If you look at the highest, especially if you look at the highest career postseason OPS. There you go. You this guy named Lou Gehrig, and you have this guy named um, um, Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. And you have this guy named, uh, um, who the fuck is Justin Turner, by the way? <laughs> um, and, and that's what he says. And then he did a video. And you have this guy named Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. You know? That's great. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's, good, that's pretty good, that's company. good company. Really good company. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, I didn't really know who Justin Turner was. I mean, 
Yeah. But um, I know he had a solid year. Let me ask. He's one over two away. He's good. And it doesn't really make sense. Another uh, uh, Met outcast. They they got rid of him. By the way, do you know anything about this this new Mets manager, Mickey Calloway? He sounds like a... Like a fringe character on Ray Donovan, but I, I, do, do you know anything? You know, about him? That's great. That's a great rap. I know he had a lot of barrels when he pitched. He did what? <laughs> he had a lot of barrels when he pitched. I know that. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's probably how he got he the never, job. He never managed. He never managed in the big leagues. Yeah, and, he's a he's a pitching um, coach for the Indians since like uh, 2013. Yeah. Kevin Long, the hitting right. coach, who was probably going to be gone now, was expecting the the Met job, but it went to Callaway. Yeah, well, Callaway. I mean, like he, he's never been a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's again. He, everyone, no one even thought he was in the running. No one even mentioned him. Yeah, but his typical Sandy, his typical Sandy Alderson. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean, I think Sandy Alderson might be getting Alzheimer's. You know. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, I mean, like, well, first of all, let's just be clear. You know, without Sandy Alderson, there would be no Major League Baseball. Cause, you know, he invented the game. You know that, right? He invented the whole game. Um, yeah, oh yeah, just ask him. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> all right. Just, just uh, ask him, yeah. All right, I'm going to ask Andy Alderson about Put that. Put this way, put this way. Not a fan, not a fan at all. I know, I know. You uh, weren't a fan of uh, Terry Collins either, though. Did you, you felt like he overstayed his welcome a little bit? Well, I mean, he got the longest tenure. Right. In the history in the history of the Mets organization, their manager. Mm-hmm. He came in a losing manager. And he left the losing manager. Right. That's so all he wanted to do. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I no, have a question like for you. It's all about politics, you know? Yeah. I have a question for you. I, I, we do fake props on this show, and here's one for you. You can't actually bet this in Vegas, but um, I put a line on this. Will either you or Pete Rose be inducted into the Hall of Fame by 2025? Where's your money going, yes or no? Well, well I can't be, so so – because I've already been on the Hall of Fame ballot twice. Uh, Pete Rose will never be in the Hall of Fame. Never. They made a pact. Never. And, and and again, you know, I've had some big issues with the Hall of Fame committee. Uh, I've been in Cooperstown signing autographs, and I've literally had to be been be escorted out of there by security. Um, yeah. Because that seems to be um, your thing. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I know it's just people like yeah, it's not so much my thing. I just people don't like to hear the truth, so yeah. I went in there and I wanted to know. What's the threshold for being a bad enough guy so you're not like isn't the Hall of Fame about being the best player? Mm-hmm. I wanna know how in the fuck the three best players in baseball are not in the Hall of Fame and Barry Barnes, Roger Clemens and Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. So what makes someone a bad enough guy where he's not permitted to be in the Hall of Fame? Right. Like I mean, they all took amphetamines, so it's okay to take amphetamines but but wait. What? Well, how many steroids did you have to take to, to be considered a bad? Right. I mean, where I'm going with this is, if you want to have a good guy, a Hall of Fame, no problem. I'm all for it. And by the way, I'm all for people living life right and you know, not cheating on their wives and not doing drugs. That's mm-hmm. great. I mean, they're stronger men than me. Okay. Yeah. That being said, the Hall of Fame is about baseball. What you do on the baseball field. I mean, right. what Barry Bonds did on the baseball field, if you just take his stats, before he went to um, uh, Frisco, just in Pittsburgh, when he's a skinny little guy, and he's fifth, fifth best overall, okay? Right. I mean, and then we went to, I mean, let me just get put it in perspective. 
I led the league in walks two years. One time I had 120 walks, one time 118 or something. Mm-hmm. Barnes, when he went to Frisco, walked 272 times. That's astounding, his on-base percentage those years. It's ridiculous. 70 intentional. Yeah. I mean, that's how good this guy was. And then Roger Clemens, like, of any right-hander that I didn't want to face, except facing the World Series, Listen. I didn't like hitting off him. He was mean. He's mean, man. Area, <laughs> you know? But listen, the, uh, no, and I'm with you. I, I think if you dig deep, uh, you might even find Ty Cobb wasn't a good guy deep down. So yeah, how far do you well, go? Is, how far do you go with something like that? Piece of shit, man. Right. right. Ty Cobb was a, was a, was a dirt bag. That's why I love him. Right. I know. <laughs> Say it to his face. No, but listen, Lenny, yeah. you said you never bet on baseball. That's going to change right now because I am going to put in a bet for you on this World Series. Now here's the deal. The Astros are plus 145, 100 to win 145. Dodgers 165 to win 100. You could do that. You could bet on one of these, uh, one of these guys to win MVP. Puig is 15 to one. Correa 10. Altuve 8. Turner, your boy, your boy Justin Turner, six to one. Kershaw plus 550. It's my money. I'm going to take it. I'm going to put it on, a, on on something for you. Which way are we going? Houston. Houston will win the World Series. You want Houston? All right. I'm gonna take two hundred dollars yeah, yeah. and put it on Houston for you, and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send you the proceeds if and when they win. Yeah, we'll donate to charity or some, um, which is me. So that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. You, you know, I'm sure you're gonna want to turn it over to charity. So that's so that's what we'll do. Uh, no. No. Well, I, you know what I'm doing is I'm gonna watch the I'm gonna watch the game. You should announce this. People can bid on on spending hanging out with me on uh, Friday night. Um, uh, having dinner, drinks, and watching a game in a private VIP room um, uh, in New York. Uh, How could people so, do that? Uh, let me let me tell you, I've done that, and that's a treat. So uh, the, sign up if you can. What, what how how do people yeah, go about we'll, that? We'll, yeah, basically we put something out there today. In fact, after I'm done, um, I'll do a video and talk about it. And it's going to be a uh, you know hanging with nails and you know, um, a day in the life of Lenny that watched the Super Bowl. Um, Super Super Bowl, wrong World sport. Series. Yeah, that's um, all right. World Series. Yeah, but but I like the fact that they call it the World Series because it really is the world. If you think about it now, if you want to put it in perspective, mm-hmm. to be a Major League Baseball player, there's 30 teams, so there's 30 jobs available. I Meaning, if you're a center fielder, there's only 30 jobs available. Right. That means that you have to be one of the 30 best players in the world. Because, look, the players don't just come from Florida or New York or California or the United States or China or Japan or Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or Venezuela. Keep going. They come from the world. Yeah. So I think the Astros, I think the Astros are going to win the World Series, and I think they're going to win because they're a scrappy team. They... Um, they, it starts at the top, okay? At the top, this guy who's going to be the MVP sets the tone. And, and, and again, this is uh, it's going to be a good World Series because, you know, you, know, you have Houston. I mean, you have Dod- the Dodgers who are probably going to have the second rookie of the year again in Bell- Bellinger, right? Oh, for sure. Um, no question. Yeah, and my, last year was uh, um, my boy, a shortstop. Uh, Seager. Yep, uh, and he's back. Play. And he can play the game, too. So you have all right. So I'm yeah. going to put two hundred dollars on Houston for you to win two ninety, and you have this thing. What you're going to post it on Facebook? How to join you and watch uh, watch the World Series? With yeah, you? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's going to be uh, you know, on Facebook, and it's going to be um, held at there's a, a restaurant bar that, that Justin Timberlake owns All right. called the Southern Hospitality in New York. Yeah, so it'll be on Facebook. It'll be on there this afternoon, and, you know, everything's paid for. You know, one, the person wins the, the, the highest bid, he gets to ring four people, and we sit and talk baseball and, and have uh, have fun, talk World Series, and, and then um, if they want uh, post-game activity, that's going to cost them. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, that's great, Lenny. All right, so everyone uh, follow Lenny on Facebook. He's going to have all the details. Highest bidder gets to watch the World Series games with them. Paul McCartney, I recommend you stay away. But uh, everyone else uh, put in a big bid. And uh, Lenny, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on, Nails. And go Astros. I'll be sending hey, you anytime. a check soon. Hey, uh, all right, anytime, man. Good talk to you guys. Thank you very much. Take care, pal. Thanks, Lenny. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, or if you just want to shoot us an email, do so. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta, Lenny Dykstra and Paul McCartney. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-